This morning we invite you to the Gospel of Mark, chapter 1. The Gospel of Mark, chapter 1. We'll be reading the first three verses of this Gospel in chapter 1. And then we'll be going to the book of Romans, chapter 1, for a few verses. The Gospel of Mark, beginning with verse number 1. The beginning of the Gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. As it is written in the prophets, Behold, I send my messenger before thy face, which shall prepare thy way before thee. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. And then turning with me to the book of Romans, chapter 1. The book of Romans, chapter 1. And we want to read verses 8 through 16. Romans chapter 1, beginning with verse 8 and reading down through that of verse number 16. Paul here is the one who is the writer. He's writing to the saints at Rome. He says, First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for you all that your faith is spoken of throughout the whole world. For God is my witness, whom I serve with my spirit in the gospel of His Son, that without ceasing I make mention of you always in my prayers, making request if by any means, now at length, I might have a prosperous journey by the will of God to come unto you. For I long to see you, that I may impart unto you some spiritual gift, to the end you may be established. That is, that I may be comforted together with you by the mutual faith both of you and me. Now I would not have you ignorant, brethren, that all times I purposed to come unto you, but was let hitherto that I might have some fruit among you also, even as among other Gentiles. I am debtor both to the Greeks and to the bar- barbarians, both to the wise and to the unwise. So as much as in me is, I am ready to preach the gospel to you that are at Rome also. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. May the Lord add His blessing to the reading of these verses. My subject this morning is the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. The gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Three weeks ago, in the book of Romans, we preached upon the subject, the Gospel of God. There in Romans chapter 1, the Apostle Paul, he begins his epistle to the saints at Rome by first of all identifying himself, identifying himself as a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated unto the Gospel of God. What Paul was telling that of his readers uh, was basically this. God has set me apart to the gospel ministry. The gospel ministry. The gospel of God. As we studied that little phrase, the gospel of God, several weeks back, we noted several things uh, with regards to it. We noted that it is good news. Good news. 
the word gospel means good news. Good news or the gospel of God. Of God. Now that little word of, it connects with that of the gospel and kind of restricts that of the gospel. That gospel, what is it? It's the gospel of God. It is God's gospel. In other words, God is the author of it. He is the source of this gospel that Paul told these saints at Rome that God had set him apart, had summoned him to go and to proclaim. Now in the passage, which is passages which are before us uh, today, there are several other phrases with regards uh, to the gospel. Mark in chapter 1 and verse 1 where we began reading this morning, he writes, the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Note the last part or basically all of verse 1 except for the first two words. Three words. The gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. The gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And then over in the book of Romans where we uh, read verses 8 through uh, 16, in verse number 9, the Apostle Paul, he writes, For God is my witness, whom I serve with my spirit in the gospel of His Son. That without ceasing I make mention of you always in my prayers. Here we have the phrase, the gospel of His Son. Down in verse number uh, 16, Paul writes, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first, and also to the Greek. Now, for just a few moments this morning, I would like for us to consider uh, that of the different phrases here uh, that we find in these verses, uh, which are are regards to that of the gospel. The gospel. The gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. The gospel of His Son. The gospel of Christ. Now, are these different gospels? Several weeks back, we preached upon the gospel of God. Is the gospel of God different from that of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God? That of the gospel of His Son? The gospel of Christ? The answer to that question, I'm sure you know, is no. It is the same gospel, beloved. The phrases actually give us more detail about that gospel. And that's what we want to take note of uh, this morning in our message. Now, before we get to those phrases, once again, I'd like for us to think about the word gospel. The word gospel means an announcement of good news. 
The main family of Hebrew words includes a noun, which means message or good news, a verb, which means to announce a message or to share good news. The word usually refers specifically to announcements of victory in battle, including good news of God bringing salvation from enemies. If you look in the Old Testament scriptures, you'll find the Hebrew words uh, that uh, speak of that of uh, the gospel. In Hebrews chapter 52, verse 7, it says, How beautiful upon the mountain are the feet of him that bringeth good tidings, that publish peace, that bringeth good tidings of good, that publish salvation, that saith unto Zion, Thy God reigneth. Here we have the use of the noun form and the announcement of God bringing salvation from enemies of His people. That's the context. In 1 Samuel chapter 31, verses 8 and, 8 and 9, we have another passage. It says, And it came to pass on the morrow when the Philistines came to strip the slain that they found Saul and his three sons fallen in Mount Geboa, and they cut off his head and stripped off his armor and sent into the land of the Philistines round about to publish it in the house of their idols and among the people to publish it, to announce it. In this case, the message was one of a military victory. The Philistines over that of Israel. Now, in the Septuagint, the passage that we read from Isaiah 50, to verse 7 earlier. How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him that bringeth good tidings, that publish peace, that bringeth good tidings of good, that publish salvation, that saith in the Zion thy God uh, reigneth. The Hebrew word is translated with that of a Greek word. And when we go over to the New Testament, we find that that word, that it means that of good news, it means that of glad tidings. And Paul there in Romans chapter 10, as he writes about salvation, he uses a prophecy from that of Isaiah uh, to speak of that of salvation uh, and that of the glad tidings, that of the gospel. So the word gospel, it means good tidings, an announcement of good news. Now, as we come to our first phrase that we want to consider this morning, the first text, Mark chapter 1.1, we note here in this gospel that Mark, who is the author of this gospel, he begins his gospel with these words, the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. The beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Now, I'm told that ancient writers normally began either a formal dedication or describing the purpose of a book or with 
opening mind treating that of the subject. Now, we have an example of an author using that of a dedication of a book to, to someone with that of the Gospel of Luke and the book of Acts, which are both books written by that of, that of Luke. In Luke chapter 1, Luke begins his Gospel, and as much as many have undertaken to compile a narrative of things that have been accomplished among us, just as those who from the beginning were eyewitnesses and ministers of the word have delivered them to us, it seemed good to me also, having followed all things closely for some time past, to write an orderly account for you, most excellent Theopolis, that you may have certainty concerning the things you have been taught. Same similar words are found over in the book of Acts chapter 1, where uh, that Luke, uh, as he begins that of these books, uh, uh, he begins with that of a dedication of the book to this one that is spoken of as Theopolis. Now, ancient writers also, many times as they began a book, they began with that of the subject. And as we look here in our gospel here, gospel of Mark, we see that this is exactly what Mark does. He begins that of his gospel by that of identifying his subject right off. The beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Now what would you say the subject of this book is? It's the gospel. The gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And that is true. As you go throughout the gospel here, it is the good news concerning Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Now as we look at this first statement here in Mark's gospel, I want to draw your attention to the first part of verse 1. The beginning. The beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. What does Mark mean by the beginning? The beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Is Mark Telling us that the gospel begins here. It begins with him. What does Mark mean by the beginning? What beginning is he speaking of here? Well, the answer to that last question, I believe, is very clear from our text. It is the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ the Son of God. It's just, what does He mean by the beginning? Well, let's read on a little bit further and see what else Mark tells us. The beginning of the Gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, as it is written in the prophets, Behold, I send my messenger before thy face, which shall prepare thy way before thee. 
the voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. Others, several things that we would draw your attention to here in the next two verses. And the first thing that we would draw your attention to is the fact that Mark, he reaches back to the Old Testament. Verse 2 and verse 3, Mark goes back to the Old Testament and he goes back to that of two prophets. And those prophets are Isaiah and Malachi. Let's turn there, first of all, so you can see this. In the Gospel, or in the book of Malachi, which is the last book of the Old Testament. Really easy to find. Malachi, the very last book of the Old Testament. In verse number 1 of chapter 3, we have the prophet Malachi under the spirit of prophecy. The Lord speaking through him. Behold, I will send my messenger, and he shall prepare the way before me, and the Lord whom ye seek shall suddenly come to his temple. Even the messenger of the covenant whom ye delight in, behold, he shall come, saith the Lord of hosts. Now, Malachi the prophet is the one who speaks these words, the Lord speaking through him. And it is a prophecy. It is a prophecy of that of one that would be a messenger. Behold, take note, I will send my messenger. This is the Lord speaking through the prophet Malachi. He says, I, I will send my messenger and he shall prepare the way before me. Remember, this is the Lord who is speaking through the prophet Malachi here. He shall prepare the way before me, and the Lord whom ye seek shall suddenly come to his temple. His temple. Even the messenger of the covenant whom ye delight in, behold, he shall come, saith the Lord of hosts. Now, there's someone else that is being spoken of here in verse number 2, besides that of the messenger. The Lord says, I'm going to send my messenger. And then, He says, He's going to prepare my way. And then He says, even the messenger shall prepare, shall prepare the way before me and the Lord whom ye seek shall suddenly come to his temple. The Lord. Even the messenger of the covenant. Now who is being spoken of here? Who's this second one that is being spoken of? It's the Lord. (coughs) 
Now hold those thoughts. Over in the book of Isaiah, chapter 40. Isaiah, chapter 40. And in verse number 3 of Isaiah 40. The voice of him that crieth in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Note the caps. Jehovah, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Now it's very evident as we look in the New Testament who the prophets are speaking of here. Especially that of the messenger that Malachi speaks of that's coming to prepare the way. It's none other than that of John the Baptist. And of course, the messenger of the covenant being none other than that of the Lord Himself. Coming back to our text, beloved Mark, he reaches back to these two prophets and draws these two prophecies out. That's the first thing I want, I want, you, I want you to take note of here. But next I want you to take note of the very beginning of verse 2. The beginning of the Gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, as it is written. Where? In the prophet of Isaiah, that which Isaiah prophesied of, that of which Malachi prophesied of. And what did they prophesy of? They prophesied of that of John the Baptist who would come preparing the way. Preparing the way for the Lord. And they prophesied of the Lord Himself coming. The beginning of the Gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, as it is written. Mark here, as he begins the Gospel, beloved, he reaches back to the Old Testament. And in so doing, beloved, first of all, he tells us that the Gospel didn't begin with Him. It goes all the way back. And he picks the prophets here. Now if you'll note over in the book of Romans chapter 1 where we were back several weeks ago. In the book of Romans chapter 1. In verse 1 and 2. Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated in the Gospel of God which he had promised afore by his prophets in the Holy Scriptures. The Gospel of God which He had promised. Who? God had promised. How? Through the prophets. Promised afore by His prophets in the Holy Scriptures. So Mark here, as he starts out, He is setting before us the Gospel. He says the beginning of the Gospel. And He reaches back to the prophets. And He says, 
beginning. It all began. He's telling the account of that of the gospel here, the good news. He says, it began with that of John coming, preparing the way of the wolf. And the Lord coming and John saying, Here he is! Behold the Lamb of God! Here's the King! Here's the Promised One! Reaching all the way back to the book of Genesis chapter 3 verse 15. The beginning of the Gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. The Gospel. The beginning. John, Mark goes all the way back to the prophets who prophesied. Where did they get where did they get their message? They got their message from God Himself. God moved upon the prophets to prophesy. So beloved, as Paul wrote and used that phrase, the gospel of God, the source, the origin of the gospel is with God Himself. The good news. The beginning of the gospel or the good news of Jesus Christ. It concerns Jesus Christ. It concerns the person, Jesus Christ. Now, we have Jesus here, first of all. The gospel of Jesus. What do we know about the name Jesus? Matthew chapter 1 verses 18 through 25 tell of that of his birth and of one and that his name shall be called Jesus for he shall save his people from their sins. He's the virgin born. He's the one who has a special name with a special purpose. For He shall save His people from their sins. Jesus Christ. Or Jesus the Messiah. The Anointed of God. Now, if you look back in the Old Testament, you see that of prophets. You see that of priests. And you see that of kings. Don't you? And all three of those individuals, when they were put in that of their position, they were anointed. They were anointed. Well, you see, they pointed to that of the one who would come. Now, their lives didn't necessarily point as far as that of their lives were. But that of them being inducted in that office pointed to that of the one who would come. Jesus, the anointed one. 
Messiah, the King, the High Priest, the Prophet. Jesus says, I tell you of the things of my Father. He was a prophet. He was priest. He is a priest. The high priest. The great high priest. And He is King. The beginning of the Gospel of Jesus Christ. The Son of God. This One who's named Jesus. Who, born of the Virgin Mary. Human flesh. And human flesh. He's none other than that of the very Son of God. God manifested in the flesh. The beginning of the Gospel or the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Now, why is it good news? Why is He good news? Because, beloved, He's the only Deliverer. He's our only hope. He's the only Savior of sinners. And that's who we are. We're sinners. And we need Him. The Gospel. The good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Now, turning, if you will, to the book of Romans. Chapter 1. In verse 8, Paul writes, First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for you all that your faith is spoken of throughout the whole world. For God is my witness whom I serve with my spirit in the gospel of His Son, that without ceasing I make mention of you always in my prayers. The gospel of His Son. Paul here speaks of the gospel of God back in verse number 1 that he's set apart unto that gospel to the ministry, to that of the proclamation of it. Here he speaks of this Gospel of His Son. That is God's Son. Is Mark and Paul in agreement? I believe we can safely say they are. The Gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Paul here, he writes, The Gospel of His Son. The good news of His Son. And then in verse 16, Paul writes, For I am not ashamed of the Gospel of Christ. The Gospel of Christ. The good news. The announcement of Christ. Beloved, the Gospel 
is the good news of Jesus. The Christ, the anointed of God, who came and beloved gave His life, paying the sin debt for all who would believe upon Him. For all who would believe upon Him that they might have their sins forgiven and have the hope of eternal life. Do you know this good news? Have you experienced this good news? If you have, praise God. We want to have a closing hymn on the back of the bulletin. There's an old hymn that we have sung here several times before. Sweet is the promise. Let us stand.
thank you for him and your gift to us of him. Father, we uh, do pray that you would minister to each of us throughout this coming week. Uh, Lord, may thy Holy Spirit be our teacher. You help us to grow in grace and in our knowledge of thee and of thy will. Father, we do pray that you would uh, bless the good news to our families' hearts. Uh, Lord, bless your people around the world, wherever they assemble. Uh, Lord, may they be edified and built up in this most holy faith. Father, we do uh, remember those who are under great distress and trial, uh, who may be in the midst of war. Uh, Father, we uh, do pray that you would comfort them and guard them protect them. Uh, Lord, we do ask your blessing uh, upon this coming week. Lord, may we know your fellowship and the joy of thy salvation. We pray this all and we give thanks. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen. 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 Amen.